0: The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. Welcome in, everybody. We are back, and we've got a special edition of the show. Much to get to uh, here on the program as we head towards the middle of January. We've already got some fights in the books for 2020 and some things to look ahead to. And a special couple of guests, well, a special guest in particular, a regular, a usual guest, senior writer of the purveyor of BigFightWeekend.com, my wingman on this Big Fight Weekend podcast is Marquise Johns. Good to have you back here, Marquise, as we have much to discuss, including a, a special guest on deck. How are you, sir?
1: Pretty good, TJ. Never a weekend of boxing in the books, one down,
0: lots more to go. Oh, yeah. Plenty, plenty to get to. And a special guest joining us. Marquise has worked very hard. Uh, and and despite uh, all of his begging and all of his pleading, it actually worked in this case uh, that Michelle Rosado uh, is with us. The Raging Babe, Raging Babe Promotions and a special show coming up. Marquise, bring Michelle on officially here.
1: Absolutely. You can find her on Twitter at Raging Babe. Michelle Rosado, how are you doing this evening?
2: Hi. Hey, guys. I'm doing good.
0: So I guess first things first, we've got a neat reason for bringing you on, and Marquise has actually written about it on the website. Marquise, go ahead and tell the audience what's going on and fire away with uh, Michelle about it.
1: Absolutely, uh, TJ. Uh, Michelle, I I was wanting to get a hold of you about this because I got a hold of the other end of it, talking with Jay Chundry of uh, Break Media in regards to your program, Boxing Moms, which is a new YouTube series that's coming out that's being launched, correct me if I'm wrong, at the end of this month. And right. I know that you guys, you guys started filming, I want to say, last week as well. And I want to get your mm-hmm. pretty much just your, your, your general background. Like, How did you hook up with Jay on this, and uh, how did the show come about?
2: So over the past several years, I've worked with so many boxers through promotions, and I noticed something really important. And what I had noticed was that the mothers of the fighters are all fighters themselves. So the, the fathers, the coaches, the trainers, they get a lot of the props and they get a lot of the airtime, but it's the mothers who are the silent force behind it all. Um, from their early training years, through their professional careers, through their championship fights, through retirement, the mother is always there. So she's suffering through the setbacks. She's celebrating the triumphs, She's right alongside her son you know, that she brought into this world and raised and there's a lot of ups and downs. It's a long road to stardom. You know, a lot of these guys aren't making any big money in the beginning Mm -hmm. and you know, it's the mom that is the unsung hero. And I just wanted to finally bring her to light, give her some spotlight and give her more respect because I feel like boxing owes the boxing moms so much gratitude for raising these young warriors. Because they are a reflection of the strong, amazing women that their moms are. So that's how the whole idea really came about. And I've been talking about it for about a year or two. And it was finally like now or never. You know, I wanted to focus on these women as they navigate and balance motherhood, strange family situations, their romantic relationships, their marriages, divorce, you know, everything that they go through supporting their son, um, and it's a heavy, heavy burden to carry, and they carry, it so, they carry it so effortlessly. I mean, when you see the first episode, I mean, you're going to know that Tammy Adorno is a superhero. She's just, they're just extraordinary human beings.
1: Absolutely. And uh, Tammy Adorno, she's mentioning, uh, speaking with Raging Babe in regards to her new show, Boxing Moms. Tammy Adorno is the mother of both Joseph and Jeremy Adorno, who were both in action last weekend in Atlantic City on the top rank card, uh, which may, which featured in the, in the main event, Jesse Hart and Joe Smith Jr. I'll get to that in a minute with you, Benjamin, because you were there live at the event. But I spoke to Jay about this, the co-creator of Break Media on, on the other half of the spectrum with this for you. Uh, He mentioned on his part how he wanted to take a very simplistic approach and how the show wanted to be real and organic. Because he mentioned to me, and I think you mentioned, you may mention this before in a couple of other places as well, how that you he had this idea for a while, but they wanted to come up with something like you know like mob wives or. Basketball wives, or you know, something canned yeah. phony. And he wants something really organic. And Jay had the great line that he told me when I was speaking to him, and he's been plastering over his uh, Twitter ever since. The, the great line of just shut the f up and record,
0: which means <laughs> yeah. that's what you- yeah. hey, Michelle, if I can interject, not unlike what we try to do on this podcast, where I contain Marquise from doing half the show while we haven't pressed record. Continue on with that mindset, Michelle, about you know the show,
2: what? Jay. Jay from Break Media, he was God sent because for the past year or two, I've been talking about doing this, but I just didn't have the right people involved. I knew that I needed an experienced producer, director, somebody who already had, you know, experience doing this. I mean, I have the idea. It's my concept. I have an idea of what it should look like and feel like, but I don't know how to film, direct, produce. I don't know how to storyboard. I mean, it's really involved. And he had reached out to me. Several months ago, just as a fellow boxing fan and colleague, talking about fights and fans and pay-per-view. And we just formed like an online friendship. And when he saw that I wanted to do this and I spoke to him more about it, it was like the perfect fit. He totally saw my vision. He is a visionary. And that is what he did. He pretty much shut up and he filmed and everything was so organic and so authentic. The family just, they love Jay. I mean, the Adornos, they don't just let anybody in their home. They don't just let anybody in their family. And they completely embraced him. I mean, it was from day one, I just thought, thank God, he was the right guy. He, he was the perfect person to partner with me to do this. And, you know, Tammy would call him. The boys were looking for him. They formed a nice friendship, and they felt comfortable around him. And everything you're going to see is real there was nothing scripted there was it's just unconventional real and raw
0: love that the raging babe is with us michelle rosado you can find her on social media as the raging babe raging babe boxing promotions as well let's back up a half step it is uncommon, no insult here, it's uncommon that a female wants to be involved in boxing, uh, especially if you're not related to a fighter, let's say. That's not to say there aren't female fight fans. Why were you so passionate about becoming a fight fan? Tell us a little bit about your story, and you've taken that to the next level to wanting to promote and be and be in and around these fighters and help them with their money, their finance, their future, uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What led you to all this, Michelle?
2: Yeah, I, I grew up watching boxing with my dad, so it was always a passion of mine. It was baseball and boxing. And coming from the Philadelphia area, boxing is like a religion. There's gyms everywhere. There's fights all the time, club shows, big shows. It, it, the city is a fighting city. Uh, when I moved to Phoenix, you know, back in 2006, I was really missing that. And I started calling around and asking around, And I started going to some of the club shows, and they were so poorly ran and executed. The fights were horrible. As I got to learn more, I learned that there was a lot of corruption in the commission. Arizona at the time was trying to pass some immigration laws that were really harsh and really racist. Um, And so a lot of promoters shut their doors out here in Phoenix. Golden Boy stopped doing Friday night fights here. Bob Arum pulled the plug out here. They wanted no parts of Arizona. The immigration laws were just too tough, um, and I just thought, well, maybe I can do it. I mean, today it sounds silly the way I'm telling you the story, but that is just really how it was. I met a fighter out here who wanted to turn pro, and I said, well, how do we do that? You know, and I called the commission, and I got the paperwork, and I met the matchmaker. And I told the matchmaker, I want to do my own show one day. And he's like, you're crazy. (laughs) I said, no, tell me what I have to do to get it done. Mm -hmm. And so about a year later is when I did my first show. You know, I put the budget together. I'm figuring out how to get sponsors, how to make fights, you know, stuff with the venue, the regulations and the laws and the rules. Every commission is different. I read their rule book like it was the Bible. You know, I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to break the law. I didn't want to get fined. And I sacrificed everything, my life, my money, my time. Um, And I did my first show and it was a sellout. And the rest is history. I mean, that's the long story short.
0: Wow. Wow. Great story uh, on that. I have another question here again, as the Raging Babe is with us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Again, Marquise and I will go over some of the fights uh, that that we're looking at a little bit later on. But we got such a fascinating uh, opportunity here to talk uh, with Michelle Rosado about what she's doing with a new show, her involvement uh, with fighters, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, what is your goal here, ultimately? You you shared with us uh, to tell stories here, uh, but is it to possibly also grow the sport? Uh, we, we saw, for example, Claressa Shields have a very successful fight uh, the other night in Atlantic City. Uh, on Friday night, would you like to see more women fighters? I'm just curious about that, that aspect of, uh, of, of parts of what your goal or goals are, uh, not only with what you do, but with the show, with the Boxing Mom show.
2: Well, I have yet to feature a woman's bout on one of my pro cards. That is something that I would like to eventually do. Um, but just like with the guys on my cards, I want it to be a good fight. You know, so I'm not just going to put a girl on the card for the sake of saying, oh, I'm putting women's boxing on my card. You know, if I come across a good woman boxer in the Philadelphia area, then sure, you know, that's something I would consider. But just to say that I'm doing it, no. Um, And I just haven't really come across that yet in my area, nor have I been contacted. Um, I know there are a few good, women boxers in Arizona, in Tucson and Phoenix. So next time I do a show out here, I think that is something that I'm strongly going to look into and try to put a women's bout on. Um, But I enjoy it. I know a lot of people don't like women's boxing, but it's catching on. You see the networks are airing it. The promoters are signing more women. They're making more money. You're seeing the skill there. You know, I like watching Clarissa Shields. I love watching Michaela Mayer. I think she is so fundamentally sound you know she's mm-hmm. got an old-school trainer in Al Mitchell um, so I, I I enjoy watching the girls and they're they're really starting to make some noise
0: again we love uh, the insight here that we're getting from the raging bay Michelle rosado with us uh, again how many uh, how many episodes where do they air how many episodes do you plan to have in this run are you doing this kind of indefinitely for the rest of the year do you have a yeah. schedule how's it going to work
2: well, I hope it to be indefinitely. I feel like these stories need to be told. You know, every time I do a show, it's the mothers who are making things happen for their son. They're hustling the tickets. They're being the public relations director. They're hanging the posters in the neighborhood. You know, they're, they're the nutritionist. They're cooking for the kid at home. I, these stories need to be told. So my goal is that the first one is a big hit and that somebody's going to want to pick up the series. So I'm willing to entertain all offers and talk to everyone, whether it be ESPN, The Zone, Showtime, HBO, Netflix. I mean, we're really going to take this everywhere. And whatever platform feels, you know, that they think it belongs there, that's where we'll do it. You know, honestly, I would like to go somewhere um, where I wouldn't be locked down to like a promoter. Um, But, you know, as long as these stories are told. And what I mean by that is, let's say Netflix picks it up. Well, I could feature any fighter's mom, right? Sure. But let's say uh-huh. The Zone picks it up. Well, then I got to just do The Zone Fighters. So, you know, I'd like it to be a little more open. But somebody's going to want it. I mean, it's, it's such a phenomenal series. People are going to go through some heartbreak and some heartwarming moments. And it's a roller coaster ride from beginning to end.
0: Love that. Marquise, anything else that we need to cover here uh, with Michelle? Because I know she loves talking fights uh, as well. I, I, guess, I guess we should just ask you uh, what you thought uh, of the Hart-Smith uh, uh, fight, the main event fight in that fight card in Atlantic City, because you were there, you were in and, in and all around it.
2: Yeah, that was a tough one for Jesse. Um, I know he made the fight very personal because of Bernard, and he was seeking revenge, and I think maybe he got caught up in that moment. Uh-huh. Um, but the other thing is, you know, I told everybody pretty much off record that Joe Smith was really coming to fight, and he was coming to beat Jesse. And you know, the little bit of money that Joe Smith made in boxing, he invested it in properties and in businesses. You know, he opened up a landscaping business where he chops down trees every day. Do you know how strong you have mm-hmm. to be to do that? I uh-huh. mean, old school fighters. Okay. Used to chop wood. That was their strength and conditioning every day. They were out there chopping wood. Well, that's what he does for a living. So I knew he was coming strong as an ox, And that was what I was worried about. I thought he, you know, was going to be too strong for Jesse. And he was, um, but overall, I mean, it was a fun fight. It was a 50, 50 matchup. And, you know, you don't always need titles, and gimmicks and stuff like that. It was like a good old-school 50-50 matchup. I thought it was fine.
1: It was a fun fight, actually, on television yesterday, on last Saturday. I mean, the one thing that made it – that was offsitting on my end because I was just sitting, you know, armchair quarterbacking here at the couch like everybody else on the weekends, uh, was that their their main event fight was on at the same time. And I don't know if you got a chance to catch this yet. uh, On the zone, they had the co-main event of uh, Alberto Jimenez and – Franchon Cruz discerned, and those two yes. absolutely went at it, and that I was. I've
2: heard.
1: Let's put it this way, Michelle. Her album. sure you haven't seen it, uh, yes. Menace knocked her weave off. That's the highlight <laughs> yes. so far of boxing this year. I mean, that the the, the and, bars were set and pretty and high. Night,
2: and the night before on the Clarissa Shields card, there was an excellent women's bout with uh Nepal- Espinosa. Is That her name. Yeah, and Cerritos. What's her name? Cerritos. I want to say it's
1: Ellie Cerritos out of yes. Sweden. Yes.
2: Yeah, that was a really great fight.
1: That was actually the only reason that 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 fight's getting overshadowed by Rage and is only because uh, Boots Ennis in the the fight afterwards absolutely broken down Ibalov. And I want to ask you about that because you're a Philly woman. Uh, explain to me the buzz around Boots Ennis because I just seen him in the, these last few fights and he's just been absolutely destroying people. And he's just one of those guys you just can't stop looking at. I've I've been reading about you know Cameron Duncan saying he he can beat Crawford. I mean, if, why wouldn't you want to say that? I guess. But yeah. can you speak to me a little bit about Boots Innocent. How do you think uh, he's looking so far?
2: Boots is probably the best prospect coming out of Philly. Um, God, since.
0: You're going to give me Hopkins? Meldrick Taylor. Probably Mm. feels like Meldrick Taylor. Oh, she's going all all the way back to 84 Olympian, Marquise John. She's she's playing my song here, uh, Raging Babe.
2: And and I don't have the pom-poms on. I'm not just being a cheerleader. He is that good. And you know the other thing about Boots is is that everyone in the city loves him. And in Philly, every gym, they like to talk shit. They gossip. They talk. You know how it is. Yeah. You, know, you, you won't go to any gym. You won't find a soul in the Philadelphia boxing community say one bad thing about him. That speaks volumes. Nobody hates on him. Nobody denies his skills. Everybody loves Boots, And he's the nicest guy. And you know what? His mother, she came to my boxing mom's breakfast last Sunday, and now I know where he gets it from. <laughs> she is the classiest woman. She is so classy. She is so poised. She's got this amazing smile. And, I mean, I said, that's where Boots gets it from.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It sounds like, it smells like, it could be, it might be a future episode of Boxing Moms (laughs) in the works for Jerron Boots, NSN Mom. It could be.
2: I I mean, maybe. You know, I think it's (laughs) sweet. He goes to church with her every Sunday. And she's just the kindest classiest woman. And I'm like, and that's boots. You see him. He smiles. He shakes your hand. He gives you a hug. He speaks. Well, he's God fearing and he could fight his ass off and it is his life. He is dedicated. He's disciplined. And I know a lot of fighters say that, but they're not, you know, in between camps, they blow up 30 pounds. They eat like garbage. They eat like (laughs) boots. He, that's not how he rolls. He's a full-time fighter in between fights, layoffs, during camp. There is no cheating. You know, the, he's never going to cheat the grind. It's never going to tell on him in the ring, you know, and that's where he differs from his two other brothers. They were Philly fighters, and they were pretty good, but they weren't disciplined like him. They weren't dedicated like him, so they never were able to get over that big hump. Boots is getting over it. I mean, he's, he's leaping over the hump, and he's going to go really far.
0: Wow. I love this insight. Uh, We could go uh, for an hour, a couple of hours. Michelle doesn't have that time, the Raging Babe. Uh, Marquise, what else? You got anything else, or do we want to let her promote, 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 promote away?
1: Uh, Go ahead and promote Raging Babe, because I was going to ask you, do you have any upcoming cards that you're working on uh, currently?
0: Yes, please tell us. What's going on?
2: So Next week, I'm going to announce my next fight date. It is in March.
0: Do we get a hint? Um, Do we get a tease? Do we get anything or we got to wait? We got to wait? I was, be, be, yeah, I was never good it, about be, waiting. It, I was never good about waiting. I got to wait.
2: <laughs> it'll be the it, it's going to be towards the end of March. We're finalizing the card. We've got some heavy hitters on the card. All right. We've got a couple pro debut kids. One pre- pro debut kid I'm really excited about. His name is Thomas Santiago. He's the younger brother of Milton Santiago, which you okay. may or may not remember him. And he is a senior in high school, six foot one, cruiserweight. He's a standout football player. He's got scholarships coming from every direction from Penn State, Villanova, Boston College. He's a running back, <laughs> super popular. As an amateur boxer, he was 119 wins with two losses. And he wants to fight. I mean he's crazy. But um <laughs> he's gonna turn pro on our card in March. It's a really big deal. Um, you know, and then he's got to decide what direction he wants to go in. Does he want to go to college and play football? Does he want to box? Can he do both? So it'll be interesting to see what, what, you know, what he it'll does. It'll be interesting but, you know, how many. years old.
0: It'll be interesting how many prominent football coaches are at Michelle's fight card trying to convince him to come play yeah. football as well as be a fighter. That's hilarious. That's tremendous. I love that well, backstory. I,
2: I think I think when some of the promoters find out that he's on the card they're probably going to come to check them out. You know, I'm sure the Bella and maybe somebody from top rank, maybe somebody from match room. They Mm -hmm. always seem to come to Philly to watch the local club cards because you just never know who you're going to find. You know, they're just Philly fighters are gritty. They don't all come out of the Olympics. They don't all come out with six figure deals, but a lot of them become world champions. So you just got to find that diamond in the rough.
0: Absolutely. Uh well, how do we find out more about you? Plug away on your social media, your websites, more about the show and where they can see it, the Boxing Mom show. Go ahead.
2: Uh so we will debut Boxing Moms on YouTube Raging Babe channel and on IGTV follow me at Raging Babe. I will be promoting it heavily on Twitter. Follow me there as well at Raging Babe facebook at raging babe i'm pretty consistent with everything and by the end of the month we should be able we should be rolling out the first episode if you want the exclusive premiere look at the first episode go to ragingbabe.com and click on boxing moms and register to get the first look
0: love that love all about that marquise anything else we good that's all I get. I've already signed up. I'm waiting for the episode. To <laughs> I'm loving yeah. it. And it sounds like we might have the makings of episode two and any way, young lady, that we can help you uh, with promoting with our modest little website and podcast and what we're doing. We will help get the word out every which direction that we can. Yeah. Raging yeah, and babe.
2: Yeah. And you know what? And it's such a big help. It doesn't matter. You know, you said you're little, it's, <laughs> it doesn't matter. All of that really matters and i appreciate it because we need the big guys to see that people are talking about it and you know not only you know does it tell the stories of these mothers but you get to learn so much more about these fighters and that's what's missing in Uh boxing so when people say oh he can't sell tickets nobody knows him you know (laughs) so they need to do more content where we can get to know these fighters on a personal level and i feel that hbo really was the best at doing that with 24-7 seven. And, yep. some other, and some other series that they had where you got to know them, and they became relatable. Oh, I used to struggle like him. Oh, I work a 9-to-5 like him. Oh, I come from a bad place like him. You got to make these guys relatable so that these fans want to root for them and cheer for them. So I think through Boxing Moms, you know, you're going to get to know Jeremy and Joseph Adorno, which you probably know nothing about them right now. But once
0: you see this episode, you're going to become their fan. Love it, raging. I it. Love, Love it me. from the raging babe. Looking forward to Boxing Moms. Looking forward to the fight card announcement that's coming up. Uh, thank you, young lady. This was a treat. Uh, we we had a blast having you on. Thank you. Well,
2: thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime, fellas.
0: There she goes. Love talking to the raging babe, Michelle Rosado. And we remind you that Big Fight Weekend is brought to you in part by Vivid Seats, the Vivid Seats mobile app. Whether you're talking about the fight cards uh, that are going to be coming up uh, this weekend, the, uh, the action in Verona, New York on ESPN, or as Michelle was talking about, Philadelphia is such a great fight town. Uh, the Lycoris Center in Philadelphia this weekend for J-Rock, Julian J-Rock Williams, and him defending the unified 154-pound title. If you're looking for tickets to any of these fights or really any sporting events, the NFL playoff games on Sunday in Kansas City or San Francisco, actually Santa Clara, California, if you're trying to get tickets to those games, score them on Vivid Seats, Vivid Seats mobile app. Go download the app. It'll take you less than two minutes to sign up, sign in, and start browsing around for tickets, college basketball, NHL, NBA, or even the boxing, and use our promo code BIGFIGHT10. Big Fight 10 gets you 10% off of your order if you're a first-time user. So if you're an initial subscriber finding out about this, sign up, save 10% up to 50 bucks off your first-time order with Vivid Seats with our promo code BIGFIGHT10. So whether it's the fights, whether it's the NFL football, the NBA, college, for any sporting event, go check them out. It's Vivid Seats. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, T.J. Reeves. Yes, back in once more with senior writer Marquise Johns from BigFightWeekend.com, the purveyor, the overseer, the man that keeps that site uh, churning. He's been doing a fantastic job writing up the sweet science. Uh, So uh, the the news out of the ring of the week, the probably one and only press conference for the rematch, Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury taking place in Los Angeles earlier uh, this week. Uh, And let's just say Marquise Johns is still amped. And it's like several days later about how good, how entertaining and hilarious this was. Tell me more, Marquise.
1: Absolutely, TJ. And I'm shocked that they weren't going to do this. Like, they weren't going to sit and talk to these guys. Because these guys have been doing the same thing, TJ, let's be honest, since December 2018, right? So the goal of these guys was just to amplify it up and get everyone excited the one line that had me laughing hysterically, and it still does, is TJ, mentioning, when Deontay Water mentioned the fury that he changes trainers like he does draws, is still one of the, <laughs> the greatest things I've heard in the a southern, long time. Just,
0: the <laughs> southern word draws, too. It's not, yeah. it's not underwear, it's not underpants, it's draws. You got your draws it's, on.
1: Draws uh, on, draws off. Uh, oh, man. I love it.
0: Well, between Definitely. between that and—I'm trying to keep this as family and respectable, where the, like the kids can listen to a podcast—the fact that Tyson Fury was trying to make the connection—oh, how can I delicately say it—towards uh, 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 pleasuring himself and helping his own testosterone level—did I do a good job there, Marquise— the yeah, fact that no. he was in the middle of the press conference trying to talk about how that is going to help him in his training was a little bizarre. But then again, that's Fury. He's selling it any way that he possibly can for this rematch.
1: I think Fury, TJ, has been hanging out at the WWE Promotional Center too long with the <laughs> performance folks with these promos, which I, I think it's starting to rub off on them. They didn't remind him about the part where, yeah, that, that's not going to work either. And more, also with, with Fury as well, that, that had me confused as well, TJ. And he, the numbers back it up on this, where he, he wants to make it the great slugfest like hagler Hearns '85, which is like, okay, uh, but that's not the way Tyson Fury works. I mean, Deontay Wilder is not Tom Suarez, so it's, it, it, I, 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 he's not going to
0: be able say, to. I was going to say, which one's <laughs> supposed to be Hagler? If that's Fury, that's miscast. Definitely some resemblance with the bomb straight right hand of the bronze bomber Deontay Wilder and the hitman Tommy Hearns from back in the day. So there's a resemblance uh, in terms of fighter styles and how they get people out of the ring with one big punch. But, uh, yeah, we got we got to go a ways for that. It is interesting. And, and look, it, we say that it's supposed to be the one and only press conference. They may do one more of them before the Fight Week press conference. Then, again, maybe not because we're now within, what, five weeks or so of that rematch happening but uh, it was entertaining enough to stir it up uh, just speculate with me here uh, a lot of people are are wondering about how many pay-per-views can they sell off of this do you think it goes north than a million does it go north than a million five or even better uh, charging 59 69 79 95 whatever they're going to charge
1: i think it's reported to you that they're charging seventy nine ninety five wow. for this and and i just don't know if there's going to be enough enough name recognition to sell that personally uh, but because pretty much the, the draw of this fight honestly is wilder fury to rematch that that the, the big ticket item that's that's the main event because essentially the undercard so far that's been mentioned for this fight and a lot of folks on on social been complaining about pretty much they were expecting i guess tj for some reason they thought this was going to be like a weird like top rank uh premier boxing champion like all-star card for some strange reason or another but that's never really the case with boxing things as you well know so uh, we got names like, of course, we, we we well, I like these, I like all these names personally. Like we got Gabriel Flores Jr. on a step up fight that's going to be on the card as well. That's been mentioned. Uh, the one I reported on Big Fight Weekend with everybody else with Amir Iman coming up against Javier Molina. They also have mentioned as well Navarate, who I know you care for.
0: Yeah, I, I'm all in on Emmanuel Navarate. Uh, who is an up-and-coming star, big-time puncher out of Mexico. This will be about his fourth, fifth, seventh, 19th fight in about the last year to year and a half. He's been very active. I'm being facetious. He's been very active. Yeah. This is at least the fourth or fifth one, though, and I'm anxious to see what he looks like on the undercard uh, that's coming together. And again, we should make mention to the audience that's not aware. They did a joint promotion here, but top Rank. Is essentially got most of the undercard. It's ESPN's production. It's their announcers. It's essentially top rank putting this show on, even though uh-huh. it's airing as well on Fox Pay Per View. And even though Wilder's obviously a premier boxing champions fighter, and uh, the PBC fight, the heavyweight title fight that has Gerald Washington, or the heavyweight fight, not a title fight, that has Gerald Washington, that, that doesn't do a lot for me. It's almost like PBC just threw a fight at him and said, "Here, you you can have this one. We don't really care." Uh, it, correct is that an accurate read I'm,
1: I'm biased because Gerald Washington as you know Char- uh, TJ is facing my personal favorite the LeBron James of boxing and Charles Martin so I'm I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm my goal is to sell you on the fact that Charles Martin's in this fight and I like Charles Martin for it. I don't like Gerald Washington at all, but it's just one of those things with that. I, I really think what this fight comes down to TJ is how much promotion we're going to get for it, how they're going to promote it and how much are we going to be in with it. it? It all depends on how much we get in dated with it. I know right? for a fact, they well, ESPN
0: is going to go all out. We know that ESPN yeah. in the days and maybe in the, in the week leading up to this is going to go all out. So, that, that's going to give them a great uh, platform and opportunity, and Fox will be doing the same thing. So I, I just wonder they had over a million buys for the first pay per view. So can they go north of 1.5, something like that? Uh, it's going to be nowhere near the stratosphere of, uh, of Mayweather Pacquiao or even some of the massive pay per views uh, earlier in the career of like Mike Tyson, for example, when he was on uh, pay per view uh, and, and did exceptionally well against Evander Holyfield in terms of purchases the the fight with Lennox Lewis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oscar De La Hoya was always a big pay per view draw, uh, as well. So we'll see, we'll see how uh, how that part plays out. All right. Any other news? Uh, I was I was intrigued that uh, Josh Taylor may have to make a mandatory defense. This is the unified junior welterweight champion, one hundred forty pound champion. It looks like he's going to have to make a mandatory title defense first. Before Regis Prograce gets a crack at him in a possible rematch, Prograce, it looks like Marquise will fight uh, another fighter, Maurice Hooker, uh, it looks like, in the interim, and then maybe we get Taylor and Prograce later in the year, possibly? What's your speculation?
1: My speculation, TJ, is is
0: that where we get uh,
1: Progreas Hooker in the in the meantime, while they wait for the, the Taylor mandatory. After that, week, hopefully in the summer we get the rematch. I'm looking forward to this rematch of Taylor Progreas. I'm I'm a big fan of that fight. Liked it last year. Like like the second version as well. And at the end of the day, what this comes down to is that once that fight takes place, the winner of that fight more than likely than not is going to take on Jose Ramirez at the end of the year to unify all the belts at 140. Since mostly the uh, in the event that Taylor wins, he's already on top rank because he just signed with them uh as in, uh, also with Jose Ramirez who just renewed with them as well for for a multi-year deal. That that's the in and if everything goes out the, the plan like that, that's the gameplay for for Taylor Ramirez. But if it's Prograce also
0: wins. possible that he could fight the mandatory Taylor and skip ahead and fight Ramirez next and leave the Grace rematch maybe for the undisputed championship. Possible, right? Possible, possible. that that could be the pathway. We don't that, know.
1: That can make sense. Yeah, that would make sense as well. Well, Either way, I'm just looking forward to us getting uh, Taylor Progress once again later on this year at some point in 2020. Let's
0: see. Let's see if it happens as soon as this year. All right, for this weekend, final few moments. uh, Marquise Johns hanging out with me uh, here as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Uh, The most significant fight in Philadelphia, we were kind of alluding to Philadelphia boxing earlier in the podcast with the Raging Babe with Michelle Rosado. This is Julian J. Rock Williams. This is Jason Rosario. Williams owns the IBF and WBA Junior Middleweight Championships. Had the great fight with Jared Hurd, and instead of rematching Hurd, he's fighting this fight instead. Realistically, what kind of chance does Rosario have here against Williams?
1: First things first, AJ. My New Year's resolution this year is in the year 2020 to uh, acknowledge the IBO belt is on the line as well, uh, that Julia <laughs> Williams has as well. Uh, Rosario has a puncher's chance in this. He is a very underdog on this, mainly because he's coming in as a middleweight, coming down. Uh, his last few fights, uh, he won. He beat Hernandez in um, by knockout in the ninth round back at the Army on the old uh, Anthony Durrell card last year, last February, that was. And it really is just 24 and young, he he's, he has the lane for it, he has the size. I think they're using this fight, TJ, to see how J-Rock stacks up because they're trying to mold him for an eventual match with Jermell Charlo uh, for in, in terms of you actually uh, trying to unify the belts on, at 154. It's interesting that this fight is actually taking place in Philadelphia and it's not with Jared Hurd because all signs of this fight, TJ, is you, if, if you just plague out Rosario and you plug back in Hurd, this looks like the ultimate fight for Julie, for Julian J, Jared Hurd to be taking place right there because the only thing missing from this fight, and I don't think we'll see it uh, Saturday night on Fox in the main event. Uh, I don't think J. Rock's gonna be coming out with the Philly fanatic or the marching <laughs> band like Jared right. Hurd did last go around <laughs> with
0: the Redskins. Right with the Redskins. Yeah, and that was one of the fights of the year, probably top five, maybe even top three fight of the year. You and I both love that fight, so we got to wait on the rematch, and we got to make sure that J. Rock doesn't get beat. Uh, here in, in the main event fight that'll be on Fox, uh, from the campus of Temple University, the Lycorus Center. There for J Rock Rosario in the main event, and the co-main event is of interest: uh, junior lightweight battle there, uh, Colbert and Corrales. What do you got for me?
1: Absolutely, TJ Chris. Primetime Colbert uh, is in action uh, for the interim belt for the WBA at at super Feverweight against Jesus Corral- Jez- 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 Corrales. It's going to be a tougher fight for uh, Colbert than his last one where he had a one-run punch knockdown, TJ. Hit the guy in the back of the head, and that was the end of everything. Uh, Corrales is coming off a, a tough decision where actually you could make it the case he may have beaten Ladarius Miller uh, on that Showtime card. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he stacks up uh, with uh, Corrales. It's, it's going to be a tough test for him. I think he's going to come out in this on points. Also on this card, I want to keep an eye on as well, TJ. It's going to be on the undercard on FS1. Uh, 17-year-old Vito Malecki is in action as well, uh, undefeated at three, three zero, still in high school taking on Preston Wilson, TJ. Not that Preston Wilson, former Marlins outfielder of the, of, of the late 90s. And that, was, and that but. was
0: son of Mookie Wilson, right? Preston yes. Wilson. Uh, different, correct. different one. And this is not the football player that Michelle was telling us about that's got scholarship offers everywhere all through the Northeast, but it's a cruiserweight fighter as a senior in high school. That's tremendous yes. when she announces that fight card for March. So some young up-and-comers. And I know real quick, uh, Marquise, that ESPN also has a top-ranked show at the casino there, the Turning Stone Resort in Verona, New York. Uh, Elidia Storm Alvarez, Michael Seals is the main event. Light Heavyweight Showdown.
1: Absolutely. That's going to be the main event on ESPN. Uh, it's funny, TJ, the ESPN these last, uh, last week had basically the lowest rated uh, ESPN card <laughs> since they picked up in 2017 for top rank. It didn't help also for that top card last Saturday, TJ, because I'm, I'm, I don't know if you called it an action. They had before it the greatness of SEC regional basketball of LSU and Mississippi State. Right. Uh, no, let's be honest. It's not March. But <laughs> – this card, uh, Michael Seals is uh, pretty much the favorite in this one against Eleanor Alvarez. When we first started doing this podcast together, TJ, the, one of the first fights that me and you talked about that we had to sit and watch through was Kovalev-Alvarez, two, and mm. the misery of that. And I'm not putting any stock in Alvarez on this. Life. It's going to be a tough test for him on that, only because Seals can crack. And the winner of this fight is more than likely in the springtime, TJ, is going to face Joe Smith Jr., who was victorious last weekend, uh, at 175. They're doing this like in a stepping stone way to keep these guys uh, something to do on, on towards a towards title shot against a uh, better BF.
0: All right. So those are uh, light heavyweights on ESPN in their main event. We got to get out of here for this edition of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Anything else we did not cover, Marquise Johns, as we're writing along about upcoming fights, previews, recaps, historical perspectives, anything else that we missed out on on the podcast that we're writing about on the site, et cetera? Uh, just quickly, I will have something that you keep, keep, keep an eye out on the website
1: for BigFightWeekend.com. Uh, my three things to look for during the weekend to watch during these fights. That way you can, you know. There we go. And the event to, because these cards, some of these cards, let's be honest, TJ, there, there's, there's this as, as the great Michael Woods was on these podcasts a while back saying the golden corral of boxing season's kicking in. <laughs> so uh, I, I am here to make sure you get the best part. My of the man Marquis
0: is the chocolate fountain of golden corral of boxing. So uh, he will he will keep you straight like the like the. The Golden Corral's Chocolate Fountain keeps you straight. Uh, I, I always love the fact and I promote the fact that you tweet, you watch, and you tweet more about undercard fights, young fighters watching these. He's a tremendous follow at Weak Sauce Radio. Uh, you need to be following Marquise at WeekSauce Radio Inside Joke on the handle on Twitter. We love him for it, but he does a great job. He'll be tweeting whenever these fights are on. Even before the podcast began, you were watching some fights on Facebook, and I and I like had to pull you away. You're like, I got a fight on on Facebook. No, we got to do the interview with Michelle. We got to do the podcast. <laughs>
1: I mean TJ it's priorities man it's fight at the Fear 5 shout out to TriStar Boxing out of local Nashville I mean when, when, if there's if, there, if, if there's a ring set up and it's sanctioned and it's halfway watchable I'm, I'm usually watching it TJ let's be honest
0: he's <laughs> watching it he's tweeting about it he's writing about it on BigFightWeekend.com so Marquise thank you I appreciate the insight uh, thank you for lining up the Raging Babe Michelle Rosado again Boxing Moms to debut soon go to their go to the website RagingBabe.com her social media you can get a free preview just by signing up about this podcast it's going to be on youtube and you can already tell with the job and the effort that all the uh, the production people have and the concept they have you're going to have many more of these boxing moms but the first one is coming out soon so we're anxious to see more about that and uh, and michelle's boxing cards as well raging babe boxing promotions she was great marquise tip of the hat great job getting her on the show enjoy the fights this weekend my friend i always love talking to you on the podcast
1: forward to it TJ as always thanks for
0: having me on there goes Marquise Johns I'm merely TJ Reeves read away bigfightweekend.com subscribe to this podcast iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts wherever you find them it comes automatically to you whenever there are big fights going on we're talking about them we're writing about them on big fight weekend bye